Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Tox and Tasting Studios, this is the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind, behind the collar. Oh, I did it. Oh, I thought oh. it was me. I'm so used to Berg not being here. You spoke on top uh, of I'm done. It's all over for me now. I'm going to fail. All right. Let's try this again. Okay. From the Talks and Tasting Studios, this is the Clerical Airs Podcast. The podcast that shows you... What's behind the collar. There. See, Vicar? Yes, that was very See, superior. We, we've done a few now with just Vicar and I, and now his head is getting so big... I know. Yeah. ...that he's just... It's rough, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he needs to learn my kind of humility. <laughs> That's the word that comes to mind. I know. You're known for that trait. <laughs> so this is, there we go. What's the show again? This is the great, the grand, the 200 episode spectacular. We've got so many amazing things planned today. <laughs> so many plans. It's been in the works for weeks. We, we weeks. tease it a little bit. Weeks. So, yes. You mm-hmm. know, big deal. We had a grand idea. All I had to do was send an email. <laughs> <laughs> I see Peter shaking his head. Yeah, the listener can maybe guess how that went. <laughs> I was going to have AI write an email for the guys, but I was too lazy. <laughs> maybe you can oh, have an AI do that task for you. It'll be like, Inception, like layer upon layer of AI. Mm. Ask so the Berg, AI to write an AI email. Yeah, I am there. pleased to see that uh, that uh, wood grain behind you. See the smiling <laughs> face in front of me. It I do what brings I can. Me joy. It always bring. You're always. You always make the episode better. And I think partly because one, you bring amazing content, and two, you just make me happy. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, how you been? Good. Yeah, yeah. Things are things are going steady by jerks, as they say. Um, so, what are you like? Before we get to the text, do you have any? Do you have any drink? Any beverage? I brought a diet coke because yeah. I'm at school right now, and you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's Christian freedom, and then there's you know propriety all things are lawful and all that right that's probably wise i I, i'm just having a uh a uh, bella v which is aldi brand water wellness energy sparkling water nice so so well so has your stomach ever like gotten somewhat back to normal or no not really so you're still eating potatoes potatoes just like the martian do you know what one of my staple is actually What's that? I probably have about a half of pound of it every day. Is uh, Aldi? You ever been to Aldi? You know that is store. that is one of the big things I miss about being in Iowa. There are no Aldis out here. Really, that's crazy at, at all. So, so I have about uh, I go through about one every two days. Of uh, they have a ninety three percent lean, uh, grass fed, ground beef. Hmm. It's delicious. I have about uh, every night. I have a half pound of it. That Still doing awesome. the uh, 
all the eggs or is that getting too expensive? <laughs> yeah, it's been been a little pricey, the egg thing. Yeah, do you remember like when eggs and toilet paper were so cheap that you used to like throw them at other people's houses? <laughs> yeah. Right. I remember when people would just go to the yard, pick some eggs and give it to the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and now how far the mighty have fallen. You almost have to sell a kidney to get a right. dozen eggs. Uh, to be fair, there are probably some pastors uh, back in the olden days, but that's probably how they were paid. <laughs> it's true. And now we're coming back to it. Oh, History you doesn't see me. Let me dig some potatoes from my yard. <laughs> right. History doesn't repeat, but it does rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> Vicar, what do you have to drink? Looks like ah, you got something special. Here. It's well, it's a rerun. To be fair, it's the it's the Shiner Holiday Cheer again, because you know. I still have some. They're still well, on discount because Christmas is over. <laughs> well, you're a cheery guy, so I there you go. Guy. Yep. So I'm doing that again. I don't think I have anything special right now, but before the episode, I, I, I pounded a monster, so I am hmm. energized. Uh, to the listener, that's an energy drink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just have these great visions of... Of Peter going and beating up Sully or something. Right. <laughs> it's a metaphor. Metaphor. It's a reference to the old Adam. I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> you got it. Uh, so, uh, uh, Vicar, what are we preaching on? We are, well, I am preaching on the transfiguration of our Lord, as recorded in Matthew chapter 17. But, yeah, sure. Do you know what I've, I've noticed? This is sad. Is uh, I used to spend have to spend time talking about the transfiguration, what it means, mm-hmm. and now I say he transfigured, he changed. Oh, like every, all the eighth graders. Well, we know exactly what that means. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of change do they have in mind, though? Hmm. Anyways, all right. Let me read this. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision, until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. I had an interesting thought that uh, maybe you can answer this for me, Berg. Vicar and I were talking about this text, and I wondered, because he brought Peter, James, and John with him, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder how many times he transfigured. It just this happened. He had someone with him. <laughs> well, we can get into kind of a neat preaching point on that, right? 
you know, is Jesus just like, uh, are Peter, James, and John theological peeping Toms at this point, right? They catch Jesus in his underwear when he's getting out of the shower. <laughs> well, no, of course not, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, right. right? Um, there's always a purpose to what Jesus does, right? And this gets back to what we all learned in catechism class with the state of humiliation and the state of exaltation. It was necessary mm-hmm. for Christ to humble himself for the purpose of our salvation. He gives these he gives the these three, Peter, James, and John, a glimpse of who he truly is, that he is God from God, light from light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, right? It's not like mm-hmm. after his resurrection, you know, I think part of it is he doesn't want them to think that at his resurrection he simply became God, right? Mm-hmm. As if, you know, death was like uh, some sort of a metaphysical cocoon and Jesus came out, oh, this beautiful God butterfly. Because mm. then then that you'd become Mormon where you die and you become a God yourself. Right. You know, and I mean, I think part of this is the theological, one of the theological points here is that it shows them that uh, Jesus always possessed this glory. Even in the womb, Jesus was sitting uh, at the Father's right hand, according to his, you know, divine nature right? That's mm-hmm. the communication of attributes. Um, but for our sake, he humbles himself. And that's why the end of the text is so important. Tell no one about this until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead, right? Mm-hmm. There's no glory apart from suffering. There's it, no... it, ex- it explains right. clearly the life of the cross, too. I, I talked about this text in the, at a little service in the nursing home, and uh, I explained to them how uh, I'm bringing you the Lord's Supper today, and uh, it's it's a, the, the body and blood of Jesus that you share in the glory of Christ, although it looks like bread and wine. Uh, this is, in a sense, your transfiguration moment where you know what is going on and who is here and who forgives you, uh, but our eyes can't see. It's hidden from our eyes, and uh, the glory is there. Hmm. However, we, we, re- we re- in faith, we see it by faith, not by our own eyes. Yeah. Another way you could take this text, too, especially for people who are dying, is that this is a scene of heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? That we will see Jesus as he is uh, because we will be like him. Moses, who was not allowed to enter the promised land, yet enters the promised land. Yep. Moses, who died and was buried stands there and uh elijah who never died uh, was taken to heaven and that's the thing this is why paul makes a very good point when he says we shall not all sleep but we shall be changed there are going to be a ton of people on the last day who are like elijah right they're not going to die jesus will come back and they will be changed and so both groups of people the dead who will rise uh, first and those who will be changed are both included here um, on this mountain, right? And I mm-hmm. think that's important that where does this take place? They don't ascend to heaven, but they stay on earth, right? Heaven right. in the resurrection will be on earth. The holy city, Jerusalem, will come out of heaven uh, and be put on earth as a bride prepared for her husband, right? Mm-hmm. And is this just like your favorite uh, your favorite hymn from uh, Belinda Carlisle? 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. I yes. Know yes. Place order. Well, and that's the funny thing is because she's she's right. And the uh, mm-hmm. even though she's talking about fornication, which is evil, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> theologically, when Jesus comes back, yeah, it uh, heaven will be a place on earth, right? Hmm. Um, and God's will will finally be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he will yeah, dwell I, among us. I like the way you word, worded that, Berg. Uh, although she's talking about fornication she has a point <laughs> well you know i'm getting uh i'm i'm getting pretty ironical in my old age so <laughs> so vicar mm-hmm. talk about your sermon for a moment okay well i'm doing what i usually do i suppose i'm looking at the context that precedes the conversation where he takes well the action where he takes peter james and john up the mountain and of course it follows peter's great confession He seems to be understanding quite well who Jesus is. And so he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And it looks very promising. And yet moments later, when Jesus starts talking about, well, it's time for me to start going towards Jerusalem. Hello? Yeah? Oh, are we getting cut out? Bert, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So we are joining part of our 200th episode spectacular. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) On this is John. (laughs) Our yes, leader, like well, like like Moses and Elijah, Peter has left us, and we see <laughs> Jesus only. <laughs> for this 200th episode, we're going to be looking at the text of the gospel for this coming Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, He's, he said go on without him. His oh, discord okay. is broken. Okay, oh. so we're going to keep going. All right, All right so we need an IT guy. Well, you know, I'm glad I'm glad that Discord is broken. I mean, I pray for that every day, right? Right. <laughs> right. Well, Discord might be broken, but good thing that we are all part of the Concordia system. Oh, we're together. <laughs> I think I'm back. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Back. Hi, we, how's we, it going, guys? Good. Must have okay. a... We were just talking about our 200th episode spectacular. Right. Yeah. I mean, if Discord isn't going to let this happen, then, you know, I think that's Discord. It's on Discord, right? Right. I was we saying, should maybe what? boycott Discord for <laughs> ruining our 200, our special 200th episode. 200. Yeah. Worst. Okay. All right. We, 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 uh, we interrupted Victor. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can get myself back. It's okay. Uh, so. I think I was at Genesis 1-1, so I was backing up to get some context. <laughs> All right, so so after Peter has his great confession, seems to understand who Jesus is, Jesus begins to teach the disciples that he must now start heading towards Jerusalem where he will be uh, will suffer at the hands of the scribes and so forth and then be killed. And Peter loses it, and he says, takes Jesus aside and tells him, this is never going to happen to you. And so he... Uh, he doesn't really understand Jesus's mission, and he's speaking the, the words of Satan and saying there can be glory without the cross. And yeah, so, like, like, just like in the temptations, right? Just like in the temptations. And so he thinks that Jesus can come into his kingdom, walk into Jerusalem, take over, come into his kingdom, and there's no need for anybody to suffer. Why should there be any bad things happening at all? And so it was in that, uh, that, well, of course, that's when Jesus tells him, get behind me, Satan. You're only speaking of things of men and you're not understanding the things of God. And so it was then, that's what happens at the beginning of this pericope when he says after six days. It's after this event, these conversations with Peter specifically, that Jesus takes them up onto the mountain to let them be witnesses to his divine nature 
so that they can uh, they can see that God is in control, and that when Jesus tells them these hard things that there must be suffering, that there must be death, they will have God the so, Father. So what's tell what's them. a take home point for? Uh, the take home point is that we too can have doubts. We can question like, is God really here? Is there? How is God's glory in this moment of suffering that I'm having? If uh, if there's been a miscarriage and a baby's been lost, or my loved one has Alzheimer's and is losing his or her memory. Like, where where is God's glory in that? And is God really in control at all? Why are these bad things happening? You know, and and so we too sometimes can't see the glory that's hidden from us. Uh, so Jesus brings witnesses up onto the mountain so that they can see his glory and write about it for our benefit too, so that we can know by faith that God is in control and that anything that's going on with regards to suffering is uh, is in his plan. And we don't understand that plan all the time, but we know by faith that Jesus is in, in control of history and, and, and creation. You, you mentioned in your sermon that Peter actually makes a change from yes, that. Yes, he does, yeah. So he, he goes from... He gets the point because later in his epistle, the second epistle, right? Second epistle, chapter one, yep. He speaks of his... Uh, what he learned, in a sense, yeah. from the transfiguration. Right. He he mentions that he was on the holy mountain with Jesus when they saw him transfigured, and then he exhorts his readers that we have the more sure witness of the word of God, the scriptures, to uh, that confirm who Jesus is. And so he's gone from kind of the the doubts and the um, well things. Well, why should there be these bad things the, that that shouldn't have to happen? And and he's letting God be in control, and he's exhorting his readers hey, to note, Vicar, don't 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 overuse the God in control thing. Okay, That's, that might wind up in a top twelve list of things overused. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Something's bad happening, and they and somebody's told it's okay. You know, God's in control. It's probably one of your rocks. Right. God's in control. Yeah, there's uh, God rules is actually one of the lyrics okay. I have written down here. <laughs> Okay, um, but yes, he's he now explains to others how how that uh, not that God is in control, but that <laughs> <laughs> you're smiling, Berg. But uh, that he says they need to pay attention to the scriptures. So he takes that phrase that the God the Father told him, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." Listen to him, and now he's exhorting others. Pay attention to the scriptures. This is the sure word of God. Okay. I, I, I know I gave you a hard time. I, <laughs> I just, it's a kind of cliche that people hear that can be overused. Wouldn't you say, Berg? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> just because something is true doesn't, you know. It can be the wrong time to say something, even if it's true. Yeah. Well, well it, and, and especially, like, God is in control of what, Right. Then let's just quote the Bible and say, God is working all things together for the good of those who love him. Yes. You know. Or isn't your favorite song, Jesus, Take the Wheel? <laughs> yes, that is definitely my favorite song. <laughs> I, I I actually prefer Drop Kick Me Jesus Through the Goalposts of Life. Right. You know. Uh, so. You heard that one, Pastor? Oh, I've heard it made fun of. I don't think I've actually heard the song. Right. Oh, Peter, can you make it happen? Right now? In the middle of our special 200th episode? Our 200th spectacular <laughs> extravaganza. 
Let's listen to it. We at put the, end. the L in lackadaisical. <laughs> mm, that that's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, since we're on the music theme, yeah, right. So, uh, uh, Vicar, since the time from way before he was Lutheran, has this has had this love of Christian rock. I do still. Is it still a thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess, to be fair, I'm an old guy now, so most of my stuff is, is from the 90s, you know, and, and earlier. Are you a big fan of the, the uh, Christian rock there, Berg? I can't say that I've ever really... I mean, I think the closest I got was uh, when we listened to the rapist who talked about Chick-fil-A and closed on Sunday. Right. <laughs> the rapist? <laughs> the rapist, yeah. Are you sure you're pronouncing that right? <laughs> so this is what we're going to do, okay? Uh, he has... You're going to be the judge, okay, Berg? Okay. He's got some lyrics from some of the songs. How many CDs do you have? Oh, at least a thousand. Wow. <laughs> at least a thousand. I didn't even know a thousand. Now, these yeah, are heavy I, metal. Not all of them, but yeah, no. a lot of them. I, I didn't even know a thousand. Have, wow, heavy metal. Nice. Okay, yeah, that's my thing. But so, so what we're gonna do is he's got some lyrics, and then I, uh, I did do show prep. By the way, Ooh, well, for the two hundredth episode, yes, one would expect. What that. I did is uh, I asked AI to write a uh, Christian rock lyric, and you're gonna find you're gonna judge which lyrics are better, the ones he comes with or the AI ones. Okay, because <laughs> I love I love. I love I'm I just love the Vicar versus AI thing. <laughs> it could save a lot of money. An yeah. AI Vicar. There you go. It could it's like reality <laughs> TV, right? No don't story. don't you remember when we talked about that robot who was doing Buddhist things? It was a lot of it was a, a number of ep, of episodes ago. Oh. And this is happening. Like this was supposed <laughs> to be something to bother Berg, right? And right. now we're doing this, it. Like does this, this AI thing bother you? <laughs> This was all just foreshadowing. This is what's going on now. Uh, anyway. So so you're probably anxious to hear which one is actually better, his lyrics or the AI. Do you, you know what I asked AI? This is exactly what I asked AI. I asked it, write a confessional Lutheran Ozzy Osbourne-style rock lyrics about justification. <laughs> That's almost not fair. <laughs> Your move, Vicar. Uh, well, let's let's be sure. Bring it, nineteen point These I'm guys, feeling confident. They're not brilliant theologians, okay? <laughs> they're Christian rock stars. Neither is AI. <laughs> okay, that's true. All right. Uh, should I say the artist and the name of the song, or how do you want me to do this? Um, unless it's the name of the band is funny. Well, I don't know about that. Because okay, I I like it. We're gonna rate the name of the band and then the lyric. All right. Well, I'm gonna start. Do with... you want a, a one through five, Brody? That's what you get. One through five scale. Okay. Okay. So this band is Striper. Oh, I remember Striper. Of course. And the name of the album, Soldiers Under Command, and the name of the title cut track, which I'm going to read the lyrics from. Okay, ready? We are the soldiers under God's command. We hold his two-edged sword within our hands. We're not ashamed to stand up for what's right. We win without sin. It's not by our might. 
and we're fighting all the sin, and the good book, it says, we'll win. Soldiers, soldiers under command. I have to go. I have to step away for a minute. Okay. Wow. Was that that moving? He's crying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The lyrics were that good. Yeah. So Striper, of course, is pretty much famous for being the first, um, not just hard rock, but actual heavy metal with the heavy metal clothes and the long hair uh, Christian band. That really had some street cred, you would say. They did. They came right out on Enigma Records, and so they weren't on, like, Star Song or Word or one of those other, you know, the Christian only that you'd find only in the Christian bookstore. And so they they were talented enough to be signed to Enigma Records, and uh, they kind of popularized the notion that there could be such a thing as Christian heavy metal music. Right. And and Berg just got so excited because this is obviously our 200th episode right the 200th episode spectacular extravaganza where we put the m in mediocre (laughs) well i I, uh so i do see a few issues with the lyrics okay um and and that is uh we're fighting all the sin Mm mm-hmm Right, as if and it's it, it and the good book it says we'll win. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, it's a little. Uh, and so that's not how I don't think we Lutherans would say. We would. It. It's a. It it easily falls into whether or not they meant it this way. It falls into works righteousness pretty readily. Right, they're they're winning against the sin rather than Jesus defeating it on the cross. Did you wash your hands? I bet. I... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, I know phones are bad for you, but I don't think they're that bad, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, do we need to, we need to go back? And... We we'll probably have to go back at this point. And so I was I'm going to read the Striper Soldiers Under Command lyrics uh, from their 1985 album of that same name, probably 1984. <laughs> All right, here it is. Here it the comes. second time, I don't know if I like this idea. It's getting... Oh, come on. It's for the 200th episode it's, extravaganza. It's the spectacular. The extravaganza. All right. Here we for go. For our 200th spectacular, let's hear from lyrics from Striper. Yeah. We are the soldiers under God's command. We hold his two-edged sword within our hands. Say it! We're not ashamed to stand yeah. up for what's right. We win without sin. It's not by our might. And we're fighting all the sin, and the good book, it says, we'll win. Soldiers, soldiers under command. All right. So there's that one, and I'm going to read a line from the AI rock song. All right? And you okay. tell me which line is better. Okay? I've been living in sin. My soul was full of shame. But then I heard the word. It called out my name. And now I've been found. My guilt has been erased. Justification by faith. It's a message I embrace. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> it is. That actually is very good because, like, that's the one thing from Striper that was missing, right? Is that there's, you know, that there's actually sin. So, I don't know. I I got to go with the AI on this one. I mean, oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, man. Take that, I just... striper. No, that's okay. Like, I understand. All, All right, right, lyric number two. Let's go. Okay, Baron Cross, this is the name of the band, Rock for the King. 
In the day of the white horse, many will fly up to the sky. Heaven awaits those who live for the king. This is what I sing. Oh, the joy will rise when we see the rider of the white horse. We will rock for the king. We will rock. We will rock for the king. I got to give that one props for uh, revelation language, right? The white horse. Um, Although that line about those who go to heaven live for the king, Mm -hmm. right? Isn't that how that goes? Heaven awaits those who live for the king. Yeah, there's, seems a little sink, little, you know, Mm. little work, little work mongering to me, but Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure there's a way to understand it that could probably, but it's a little sloppy, I guess. But Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a, yeah, like I said, I always like the use of revelation language. I mean, you know, when Avenge Sevenfold does it and, you know. Right. Or so describe the, the name. What's the point of the name Baron Cross? Baron Cross. It's probably uh, iconoclastic, really, right? Because they're Protestants, most likely, and they're saying, like, oh, a cross that doesn't have a body on it's barren because Jesus is no longer on the cross. Oh. So I think that's what they mean, Baron Cross. That's how I took it all those years ago when I in the eighties when this was new. All right. So you want to hear the? I'll do the. the so for you can rape. I'm going to do the chorus of my song. <laughs> okay. This, this is the chorus. I'm justified. My sins are gone. I'm a new creation. I'll sing this song. Jesus died for me and set me free. Justification. It's what I believe. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost no fair because he's making it cool. <laughs> I, you gotta sell it, man. Yeah. You have every you have every license to do the same thing. Yeah. I guess I do. I'll have to think about that. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, yeah, so it's not as uh picturesque as um Baron Cross's Rock for the King, but it is theologically more solid. So you know, um AI2 Vicar Zero. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> yes. This is awesome. <laughs> this is the kind of 200 episode spectacular I was looking for. The listener deserves this episode. <laughs> I'm trying to find everything good, Vicar. I'm right, really, yeah. like, it's. You're putting the O in ordinary. <laughs> All right. Can I do another? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The band is called One Bad Pig. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Best name ever. Yeah. Right. One Bad Pig. And this uh, is the song. One Bad Pig. One Bad Pig. And the song is You're a Pagan. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Feel real low, smoke a joint. Cuss real loud, make your point. Rock and roll's all you play. Always getting your own way. Where you going, where you been. Your cruddy heart is full of sin. In the words of Kenneth Hagen, face the facts, you're a pagan. <laughs> there goes on. You're a pagan with a capital P. You're a pagan full of idolatry and so forth. I, I like that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I, I like that. <laughs> that's cool. All right. But how does it compare to this? Verse two. <clears throat> I sell it better than you, Vicar. You, you do sell it. I got to work on that. I used to think I had to earn my salvation, but now I know it's a gift. Through Christ's revelation, I don't have to strive. I just have to believe that through faith in him, all eternal life receive. 
I was running out of gas on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was losing confidence and eking leaking confidence while I was singing that because it started to fall apart about the person <laughs> saying and had a little bit of problems there. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm not feeling confident about this one, but Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, even though there was a lot of gospel in yours, I just I don't like the you just gotta believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that was kind of the weakness. And even though Vickers was complete law <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a pagan. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> but, there's... But, uh, but, Berg, I know that you like law that hits right between the eyes. Remember yeah, and the, that... the sermon that we, we played back where where the, the pastor's like, and you, Bill. <laughs> yeah, that was You awesome. only come here, <laughs> right? Yeah, man. <laughs> if you, was, there's uh, a certain clip we played where he's basically from the pulpit just calling everyone out by name wow <laughs> yeah it was pretty rad so i mean i think i'm gonna have to give this one to the vicar yeah okay <laughs> i'm throwing up my metal horns well deserved <laughs> oh so in victory you throw it see what this music does you throw up the sign of satan in victory you it's, see what it does like this like this. this is why we don't do this this is why we can't anything nice this is why <laughs> Not, because immediate it's, it's kind of like this berg i was at an ordination of a vicar a long time ago, uh, and uh, they actually had a drum. And I heard the drum, yeah. like live music drum. I instantly got thirsty for beer. <laughs> Instantaneously got thirsty for beer in church. Well, it's the beat, the beat menace. Like you hear a live rock beat, you instantly get thirsty for beer. I guarantee you. Uh, you know, you just ran in bad circles because, you know, for me, the beat is Christian rock music. That's what I've I must have been a pagan. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but, you know, Nick, how many be, others, how many more of these do you have? I mean, as many as we want. I got like probably <laughs> okay. seven more, but I don't have to do them. I just, I just got a, I just got a bridge and an okay, outro. So I got two more. So two more. Pick your best ones. I, my best uh, I've one. got one too. I've got one too. Oh, okay. So what, should I do mine next or you, you Peter? Uh, I'll do me. I'll go last. Okay, so I'll do this. I can I'll pick a really good one instead of a cheesy one because if you're gonna like give me a run for the money, the choir is the name of the band. They used to be youth choir, and after their first album, they became the choir. They've been around for <laughs> they all aged years. out. Right. Yeah, they had to stop calling right. themselves youth choir. Uh, not, not the Castrati's, apparently. Yeah, they were making oh. alternative uh, alternative rock music long before it became a popular thing. <laughs> not the Castrati. And this is their song, "Restore My Soul." I call to you with one lung exploded from breathing the dust of the earth, with my tongue eroded from licking the crust of the earth, a tear away from reconciled, a prayer away from whole, restore my soul. All right. That's a really violent one. You know, it's a very calm song, actually. Really? It's not It's one, not metal. One lung exploded? Exploded, yeah. I, and, and they go, Yeah. They use kind of this interesting body language. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's parts of it that's very visceral that I can appreciate. The one thing, the one tear away from reconciliation, though, it's yeah, almost like okay. a, you know, so that's, the, I guess that's one where, you know, but. It kind of seems leads to the, 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 the salvation prayer a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. That's interesting. See, this is why I have to have you guys tell me what's wrong with my songs. You know what I mean? Like. Like one prayer, one prayer. I just need to make that prayer yeah. to be saved. Yeah. But do you give him any poetic license? Oh, sure. Okay. Because oh, sure. yeah. 
I see what they're saying is like they're, yeah, they're no, calling no, out. If you wanted to use more biblical language, it wouldn't be a lung exploding, right? It'd be the, the guts. You, my gut <laughs> explodes. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that happen before. <laughs> I was at Taco Bell one oh, day. Come on, man. I love Taco Bell. <laughs> you guys like my rock voice? Should I keep doing this? Uh, oh, at least for the 200th episode, you should. <laughs> All right. You ready for the bridge? Yeah. Yeah, ready. Yes. I'm not perfect. I still make mistakes. But through Christ's sacrifice, my future's secure and safe. I'll live for him to the end of my days. Justification. It's what I'll praise. <laughs> Boy, yeah. Stopped and physically cringed. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I'll praise justification. Uh, yeah, that's a weird thing. That That is kind of weird. Right, right. A, it's like a computer wrote that. Right. Oh, here's a theological concept. We should praise it. <laughs> it's like a computer wrote that. Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like a, a uh, monkey now, doing the com- com- like a com- like a monkey now, just doing the computer's bidding. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I got one more. I've got the out. Oh, we didn't. Who's who is the winner, Berg? Lungs exploded or praising justification? Well, yeah, I mean, yours was visceral, but mm. almost too visceral. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm just just imagining, like, blood and guts coming out of their mouth while they're licking the, <laughs> like, crust of the, earth. the, right. the crust of the earth, and it's just yeah. like, ugh. Um, I was at so, <laughs> so, I don't know, except for that last part for for praising justification uh yours was doctrinally sound so i don't know i'm, I'm not i'm not sure i'm gonna give a point on this one yeah okay. that's a toss-up fair enough all right i'm cool with that i got one more so i should do mine do yours then okay. then i'll i'll do mine and, and then, then if you've uh, got then, one more and then I got peter's it. peter's gonna well because you mentioned being controlled by the machines i have to go to the band called savior machine <laughs> and their song "Mark of the Beast," and so that was my nickname in high school, by the way. Yeah, Savior Machine, Mark of the Beast. This is the tragedy, the ominous prophecy. This is the mystery of his identity. This is technology, the dark night of slavery. This is the enemy within its conspiracy. The lawless one has shown his face. It is in place. It is in place. The seal of the one. The name of the sun, the number is all we become, the mark of the beast. I like how that's like, technology's a problem. We're going to sing at our expensive microphones and put it on digital CD players and blast it from our new car stereos with lots of bass. Technology is a problem. Now listen. Make sure to add us on Spotify. Bro. So- so is that what they're saying in that? I, I guess I kind of got lost. Uh, I know. Like, and I've had this well, stuff in my head for 30 years, but the, it, it continues. And I have to stop because these get a little long, but it does continue with here is the new synthesis. It will be implemented digital signals embedded within beneath the skin. So he was the Eric Clayton, who is the author and, and the lead singer for Savior Machine is very famously dispensational. And all of his lyrics tend to be dispensational. And to the point where he was releasing what he considered to be a trilogy of CDs 
uh, documenting the end times, which he thought the rapture was coming. And the third CD of that series was supposed to have come out on July 7th, 2007. So 777. It has never come out. Oh. It has never come out. So we released part one, part two, part 3.1, and there was supposed to be a final dispensational end to the trilogy that he had already extended beyond a trilogy, and it has never come out. Anyway, pretty interesting. Mm. Very right, good music. So, Bullhagen, what's your, what's your All last one? All right, this one? is the, the outro. Ahem. <clears throat> I'm justified. My sins are gone. I'll sing this song to the break of dawn of justification. It's what I believe. Through faith in Jesus, I'm forever free. Hmm. I feel good about this. <laughs> yeah. Even though I am not a big fan of technology and see its uh, problems, I don't think theologically it's correct to say that uh, the mark of the beast is some computer chip under your skin oh man i, I gotta take right. that back i've been teaching my class that <laughs> when was that written maybe he maybe wait 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 maybe he's a prophet maybe he was talking about the vaccine he probably was and it was the late 90s pretty sure oh when this came out. that's yeah. why he hasn't come out yet yeah yeah mm. it was supposed to come out on the 19th <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Berg, who, who's, who won that one? So I'm going to have to go with justification. Oh, justification. That's three to one. Yeah, you know, I didn't know I had to compete on the, an uneven playing field where you would have an AI write Lutheran lyrics and, <laughs> on this Lutheran show. I would never set it up that I win. <laughs> All right, Vicar. You Don't argue with see me. If argue you come with, up with one more. And one more. I, I have some lyrics. I have some lyrics, and I'll read it normally so it's not an unfair advantage. Okay. Okay. How By the way, the rap is way better. No, no, no. Metal's way better. Uh, rap is better. <laughs> okay. We will go with uh, David Meese uh, from his, I think, 1985 album called Seven. And the song is The Alien. All alone, he walked the street, a man with a face that they'd never seen, tattered clothes, and dusty feet, but a will and a purpose they could not defeat. No one knew who he was. No one knew where he came from. He was the alien, a stranger in town from a distant land. He was the alien, living on Earth. He's the alien. Did you get so, this one from uh, from those uh, Jesus commercials you see on TV now? <laughs> hey, hey, right. uh, he, he gets can, us. <laughs> can you... Uh, uh, um, Peter, can you please put the uh, um, the, the the music that da, 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 after that? <laughs> sure. Okay. Good. Um, I'm assuming this is talking about Jesus, right? It is. That is okay. a, a poetic description of Jesus living on Earth as a as from not from the Earth, right? He's an alien. He's not from Earth. Mm-hmm. It's probably not as profound as I thought it was when I was 14 years old. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because the personality of the Son of God has existed from eternity, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of more like that TV show Roswell from the 90s, hmm. where those aliens take on, like, human flesh and, you know, they're kind of like hybrids. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. It gets kind of weird. 
It is kind of weird because awesome. when you, you think about it, like Jesus was became human because we were made in God's image in the first place. So he wasn't exactly alien. Right. So, yeah. Kind of, all right. I have one more lyric because you just dissed my rap. <laughs> Let me put my lyric. Right. It's so, so good. All right. So then I have okay, one more. I got, I got plenty You've more. You've got more, yeah, more lyrics that you can shake a guitar at. All right. <laughs> Here's the one I have. As the red day is dawning and the lightning cracks the sky, they'll raise their hands to the heavens above with resentment in their eyes. Running back through the mid-morning light, there's a burning in my heart. We're banished from a time in a fallen land to a life beyond the stars. I don't know what to think about that. Hmm. So it's basically about somebody dying and going to heaven, right? And leaving this evil world? Is that? That's kind of the vibe I think it was going for, yeah. Okay. All right. That is uh, Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dragon Force, nice. You got like the world's longest songs with the world's Dragon longest Force, guitar yes. solos. Yeah, I, I don't even know what that is. Dragon Force is what happens at Taco Bell. <laughs> it's a power metal band. <laughs> they do like fantasy themes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Taco Bell. Okay. All right. How about we do, because we need to move on. Let me do, you can choose the best of the three. So Peter did his, I'll do my rap lyric, and then you do yours. All right, okay. All right? Yeah. All right, this is from a rap song. This is why rap is better. Okay. Our topic of discussion is beyond human comprehension. The infinite God has made a super condescension. The kind of entrance nobody could have anticipated, uh, precipitated by the evil we participated in through Adam and Eve, our first kin, cursed when they committed the first sin. Only if you have the Holy Spirit antennas can you truly understand fallen man's dilemma. See, only a man can substitute for human lives, but only God can take the wrath of God and survive. Yeah. See the humanly unsolvable obstacle. With God, all is plausible. Nothing is impossible. True haters fight it, but the story is certain. Two natures united in one glorious person. Jesus, the God-man, official soul reaper, the hypostatic union, it gets no deeper. That's got to be Flame. Is that who it is? Nope. Oh, really? Okay. Is it the AI? No. No, that was definitely one of his rappers. <laughs> a, a rapist, I think we're supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that was honestly, I hate to say it, but I, I think the rapist one. Yeah, well, it was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. It's unfair when it's really good like that. Do you know it why is. I did that? I did it wrong. I did. Two natures and one glorious person. <laughs> oh, okay, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I'm putting it all out there for our two hundredth episode. Yeah, that's right. That's that makes right. Sense, Special right? through the fire extravaganza. So, do we have any like any questions or anything like that? Yeah, Is we got anybody... some questions. We got some news at Bothersburg. Oh well, I guess we better keep going. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, guys... let's do the news at Bothersburg, and then we'll do the questions. All right, Peter, play the intro. There's fake news. There's real news. Then there's real news that Berg wishes was fake. It's time to hear news that bothers Berg. Um, Bullhagen found this news that bothers Berg uh, is from mirror.co.uk, which I've never heard of, but I'm sure it's an upstanding uh, 
paper. I think it's a yeah, it, thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, a reputable news story. Uh, right? More than a third of children don't feel represented in the books they read. Steady finds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> more than a third of children don't feel represented in the books they read because of their gender or ethnicity. Research of 1,000 children ages 6 to 12 uh, and their parents revealed in 8 revealed 8 and 10 read regularly and feel characters always look the same and don't represent different views. And of the 37% of girls who don't feel represented, 38% thought lead roles in stories always seem to be boys. More than a quarter, 27% of parents also agree that there's a lack of representation of their children with things like being an only child, allergies, and wearing glasses, rarely covered. <laughs> this is a national tragedy. <laughs> What do you think uh, about that, Berg? Does that bother you? Does it bother river. you that all these people are unrepresented in yeah, books? Yeah, cry, cry me a river. I, does that not? Does that not sound like, like you're just planting ideas in kids' heads? Yeah, I mean, uh, I have glasses. I wear glasses. I've worn glasses basically my whole life. I was wearing contacts in third grade. You know, it's like I never felt unrepresented when I read books the whole point of books is not to justify your worldview it's actually to like get you to experience things that are outside of your narrow uh spectrum of perception like that's part of the whole reason of it right for stupid it's like oh i feel unrepresented when i read war and peace it's like, yeah, I'm no Russian noble living in the 17th in the 18th century. Real talk. You haven't. I mean, no, I unfortunately not, right? So, I mean, for stupid, it's just But you see, everyone everyone wants their own echo chamber, and this is something that we actually have to watch out for is the echo chamber, right? right. Oh, I just need to read books that reinforce my views and reinforce what I believe and reinforce and make me feel good about myself. Well, that's not actually the point of reading. But don't, I think your opinion comes from a place of privilege though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to check my privilege, right? There I mean, you. you know, Oh, heaven forbid that I, you know, read dead guys who have been dead, you know, for thousands of years. <laughs> well, yeah. I feel really, you know, underprivileged or, you know, unrepresented. Under Right. It, it's kind of like, uh, remember when when parents told their kids that life isn't fair? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they do that anymore, though. That's exactly the problem, is they're saying, oh, no, you know, we need more of this or we need more of that. And it's like, well, what does that actually mean? What kind of story is do they want for, like, okay, like, what are you going to do? Slay the demon of allergies? <laughs> I mean, slay the demon of allergies. <laughs> or, a Christian rock song. <laughs> or, you know, kids who are only child or children, you know, how about Cinderella? Right. I mean, mm. what in the and world? I, right. By the way, by the way, if, if you were to have a, actually have them read a, uh, a book written by, Someone who believes the word of God. Like, oh, we can't stand for that. <laughs> right. We want those kids to feel unrepresented by their right. worldview. Right. 
Yep, some views are more equal than other views. <laughs> so, I mean, it seems like these people have missed the whole point of reading. Yeah. So, that's why know. I thought it would it would bother you. It it hit that that mm-hmm. button for you that not understanding what reading is and learning and all those things. I mean, the, that's why I love reading. I love reading fiction. I love reading biographies. It's amazing. I'm reading a a biography on Lord Byron right now. He was a uh, 19th century poet and lives a life that was that in many ways I find reprehensible, but it gives me a view into that period of time, into a man who struggled with a terrible deformity and yet uh, becomes one of the great romantic poets of, you know, the 19th century. And it's that kind of reading where you understand the human condition. You're not fabricating. You're not fabricating, well, I need to make sure everyone is represented, blah, 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 blah. Uh, It shows the true human condition, which actually, that kind of reading helps you, like, write a sermon. Write a sermon or just be compassionate to people who are different than you. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's – and this is – and honestly, I reject this whole notion of uh, representation because nothing that is human is alien to me. It shouldn't be. Right. Nothing human should be alien to me. Because if it is, then our our salvation is seriously in question. (laughs) Because Mm. then that means that there's different humanities. Uh, That's where it's leading. You know? And that, well, if you're... If you're not a single kid, you well, you can never understand. Or if you're not, uh, you know, if you don't have brown skin, you can never understand. It's like... If you're not German. If you're not German, you can never understand. And this is just... Isn't that basically what they were saying? Like, and and I mean, how, how is this not racism? How is this not an utter hatred for everything that is not me? Right. And that's my biggest problem with it. This is this is hatred for people for whom Christ died. And it's this is not like this this view is infectious and it's spreading through our society as you can see. And it it is very terrifying to me because it's like, well, you're either going to be LGBTQ crazy or you'll go to the other extreme and become a neo-Nazi. <laughs> and that's Peter, Peter, as your father, do you feel like um, we like, underrepresented because we never read books with uh, like red-haired children? Well, see, I just wish you had read more books about neo-Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to uh, get tagged. You know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> canceled congratulations happy yeah. 200th episode don't, don't yeah. we have canceled. a special dispensation on our 200th episode <laughs> sorry if I brought it down putting uh, the C in canceled <laughs> <laughs> sorry if I brought us down a uh, uh, bad rabbit hole but I mean no that's, that's, that's what I mm-hmm. I don't know those that's are the things that's what brings me that's why I love having you on your anger makes me happy well <laughs> why do you think th- I started thanks. One of my first ideas ever of having this was the first two, top 12 list and news that bothers Berg. 
And I think third was Berg's bodacious blasphemies. Those those were pretty fun. <laughs> All right. So let's get to our questions. Confound the clerics. clerics. Peter. Play the intro. <laughs> oh. We're well, putting the twice. H in a half-hearted. I, I didn't know we did it twice. So. <laughs> Confound the clerics. Putting the L in lost. Not know what's going on. All right. All right. This person sent uh, a few questions here. Um, do you want to hit them all at once, or let's just maybe hit read one, and then we'll save some of the rest? Yeah, let's hit one. Rapid fire here. Rapid fire. Okay. No, so, no, 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 not rapid, rapid fire. Okay. But we'll, well do them. Anyway, <laughs> but solidly. Their first question, they, they asked to remain, to remain uh, anonymous. Uh, they said, blessing pets, backpacks, or other objects apart from baptismal waters and holy sacraments. Is this okay? For example, is blessing one's house actually blessing the physical structure, or is the blessing meant for all who enter the house? Similar to that, a backpack blessing at the beginning of the school year. Is that meant to be for the one who carries the backpack? We watched a video where people were bringing their pets to the church to get blessed. The pets were blessed, but not the people holding them. We would like some guidance on this. So can you can you bless items, and are the items blessed, or are they meant to transfer the blessing from the items to the person using them? I, I can certainly understand the, the blessing of the home, right? But, but by blessing the home, you're really, in a sense, blessing the people who are living there. Yeah, it's like you're going and praying with them. Right. And I think we have a right for blessing a house. But blessing a backpack, that sounds like a kid's idea that they can get a really nice backpack. Like, you're not going to bless this, you know. <laughs> Is that supposed to make them do well on their homework? They've got a blessed backpack? I don't know. Berg, what are your thoughts? Um, I was looking at First Timothy 4... Uh, four, four, and five. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Right? And so, yeah, I think it's good. Just like we bless our food, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. We should bless our homes. We should bless our fields. Uh, yeah. Every creature of God is good, right? The main thing is, is we don't want to turn this blessing into... Magic powers, like, right? right. Like, you know, like you're a level 87 paladin in Dungeons and Dragons and, you know. Oh, yeah. Right. So, I mean, there, there's I, a there's an idea of, <laughs> of realizing, especially with pets, you know, animals are creation of God and he cares for them, too. But yeah. And, you know, uh, so that's where that's where um, it shouldn't just be a blessing, but there should be the word of God as well. Right. And then you right. pray. Right. Isn't that what you're doing? You're saying, you know, may God bless uh, this, you know, and we should do the same thing like for our fields. Dear God, may our crops grow bountifully so we can uh, feed ourselves and uh, give glory to you by main by maintaining the church. Right. right. See, now now that you 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 word it out a little bit, because yeah. I was thinking in terms of, oh, bless this backpack. You know, <laughs> like saying you know, may this backpack be used to, you know, I don't, uh, I guess I'm, 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 it seems like backpack would be way further down the list. I think we should bless our cell phones first. 
Yeah, or that's what I do on my cell phone. Yeah, or you know, uh, you know, made you know, um, um, you know, the word of God makes me wiser than all my teachers. Uh, Psalm one hundred nineteen verse whatever it is. Um, may this backpack uh, carry both the word of God uh, and worldly wisdom, so that way this child may um, um, serve his neighbor in love and uh, give all glory to God. Right. And in that way, it does sound like you're praying for the person more than the item, I suppose. You're praying for the person while conferring a blessing. Is that the way you'd say it? I yeah, I mean, you know, because all of these things are for, for us anyway, right? Right. We yeah, bless our food, true. which is for us. Um, we bless our lands because they're for us, right? As Jesus, as uh, the Apostle Paul says, right, all things are yours. Hmm. I, had right? a, I had a bed growing up that my parents said they blessed because they bought it from someone who claimed that they were Satan. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, well, and that's something that I found out here in the West is um, uh, I know some parishioners, they found like little idols on their property. And so I think this goes both ways that just as we sanctify or make holy these things for our use, um, evil can also profane these things for our use. Right? Right. And these are things that we should actually be aware of that uh that that's that, a very very Old Testament idea, right? How yeah. often like in the temple do you profane it with idols or taking something sacred and making it profane? That's a huge theme in the Old Testament, is it not? Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, um that's the other side of this coin is there is a lot there are a lot of things in this world that we actually profane right even though they're good gifts from god we profane them by not using the word of god and by praying hmm. and that can be anything from money to because i mean what does paul say right anything that is done apart from faith is sin mm -hmm. you know whether that be a a business venture or seeking to have children or um you know, getting a dog, you know, all those things can be done without faith. And that means they're sin, right? Mm -hmm. So. You know, ever since I, I, I had that bed, though, every once in a while, I start breaking out in a rock voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it caused you to like rap music. That's what Satan did to you. <laughs> <laughs> the all right. goes on. Now, yeah. Question number two. Uh, the next question was, is it okay for Christian children to dress up and trick or treat? I've noticed some parents in the last few years, mo mostly evangelical, Baptist, Pentecostal, etc., have their children refrain due to religious reasons, claiming the dress up to be like the devil. I've understood that it's more like mocking the devil because he holds no power over us. Okay, I have a few thoughts. Okay, the first thought is... Um, uh, I think dressing up is is part of childhood, you know, wearing a costume, using your imagination. I my do son, have my dad. My son does it all the time. We actually got right. him a little uh, alb. Then he puts belts around his neck like they're stoles. <laughs> all right. So I mean, yeah. So right. just proof, right? I remember uh, my one son. Uh, uh, 
and two of my sons, the older and the younger, about three years apart, uh, he would be a they do uh, play church, and he made Jonah the younger one. August made Jonah be the the vicar, and he just made him be quiet and stand next to him the whole time. <laughs> so I guess he was just imitating what he saw in real life. And then he would do something huh. wrong, and he'd go, "No, not that way. <laughs> Don't do that, vicar." <laughs> but I, but going to my point, so like the dressing up and getting candy, I think that's actually a good thing in this way, especially after the the pandemic stuff of like going out and knowing your neighbors and yeah. And then uh, actually being yeah. there and and talking with them and having doing that kind of thing is a good thing. If it means you know dressing up your son like Superman, and he gives you a chance, uh, Vicar, that when people come to your house, you can give them uh, mission tracks, right? So they can die of disappointment when they expect candy, right? <laughs> Teach them at a young age that Christians are boring, <laughs> <laughs> permanently hurting their hearts to the gospel. But I, I would say though. As Halloween becomes like a religious holiday for almost, almost where it's you have to direct, decorate your yard and everything is spooky mm, and yeah. almost a love for the darkness, it can go too far. Right. Well, and like some we, of the costumes that I saw, they're just gross. Right. It's they're just like gross. It's almost like a, a death, basically. Yeah. And yeah. So, and it might get to the point where we can't in good conscience, celebrate it anymore. You know? We might have to I do know what you would rather do. You'd rather, like, tame down the Halloween and bring Brad back. Oh, is it Krampus that you like? The- oh, yeah. I, I love Krampus. <laughs> All right. So, you know. So so I, I would say, I think uh, it's kind of like the old... Uh, remember uh, when, when we were younger, you can't play Dungeons & Dragons because that's a satanic game? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> that kind of thing. I didn't play Dungeons and Dragons because I wasn't a nerd. <laughs> but I was strictly forbidden. <laughs> so the moment I got to college, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh. Well, at least my uh, you uh, you felt represented in my joke then. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Do you think we answered that sufficiently? I think so. Yeah. Question number three. Talk about overall superstitions. When you see a cardinal, it means a loved one is watching you. Knock on wood. Cross your fingers. Saying God bless you after a sneeze, etc. Well, those are all different. Yeah. Um, uh, can, you, can you leave that up a little bit, Pete, so I can sure. see it a little bit more? So the first one, let's take them one by one. When you see a cardinal, it means a loved one is watching you. Obviously, not. Right. Right? There's just no truth there. There's no reason to to have that belief. Right. I mean, yep. I, I mean... When you die, you go to heaven or hell. Right. Knock on wood? Oh, I... It, to me, it, like, it could kind of be like the name it, claim it. And you're trying to reverse the force of your accidental claiming of something by knocking right. on wood to undo the claims. I, I, I would say knocking on wood, is that really a supercision or is it, you know, a way of stating you're not sure how things going to turn out? I think it's a way is of... Is it when, more of an idiom than a superstition? It's an idiom. It's like when you say, God forbid, after you say, say something like, well, if the bus crashes with those 50 kids on it, 
God forbid, or knock on wood. I mean, well, I just got dark. It's, that, well, that yeah, metal sorry. music. <laughs> yeah, with the fifty kids. <laughs> what do you th- what do you think about that one, Berg? Yeah, I mean, you know, I could do without the uh, knocking on wood and the cardinal or the mirror or the black cat or going under a ladder. I mean, all that is bunk. Right. I mean, and the crossing all... the crossing your figures that in a way I think can take the Lord's name in vain where you're yeah. kind of using the cross in in matters that are trivial. But I, I have no like... I have no problem saying God bless you or, you know, that sort of stuff. Right. Um like crossing you know, your fingers is different than making the sign of the cross. I Keep wish that one. I wish more people would bless other people, and it doesn't have to just be when you sneeze. That's right. Cultural convention. I don't. I don't know if anybody even means the words anymore when they say them. Right. No, I. And you know, that's the thing is, if you're just saying it to say to say it, then yeah, we should get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I think we could all do with a little more silence in our society. <laughs> as we <laughs> Where, record a podcast. <laughs> yeah, as we record a podcast. <laughs> that's right. Not just any podcast. Putting the S in silence. <laughs> is that getting old? Well, not, no, too I, not at all. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> all all right, right, next one. That That's, is what we. That have is that. those are our questions. Oh, okay. Yep. So how did how did you feel about our two hundredth episode, there, Berg? It was perfect. A masterpiece. A masterpiece. <laughs> it was really special. Super. We put the S in special. There you go. Yes, we do. Very special. <laughs> All right. But before we close, what are now that we can get a little reminiscent, now that uh we're two hundred episodes in, what's what's been your one of your favorite moments? Every time we get together to record. Yes. Aw. Yeah, that's good. Yep. You know what? I can say I, I think I I see when I watch when you get on I can just see you from the screen just kind of relax and get into this. You notice that? It's true. I see, I see warmth enter the cold place where your heart should be. Oh, man. I can't believe we've been going this long. I never thought we'd make it past like five episodes. <laughs> right. I I do remember having a thought like like ten episodes in like getting a little pushback like are we really still doing this <laughs> that's almost yet, four years i know just think i mean we could uh we could do another 200 episodes yeah and some some have been with us from the very beginning it's true it's and you all know who you are so thank you, you. <laughs> through five vickers wow five of them too bad they couldn't be here with us today for our 200th episode. Yeah, I'll work on that. <laughs> for our 200th and 4th spectacular. Woo! <laughs> you can't even say that because you said you'd do that for 200 too, but we're, we didn't do it. So uh, it's better not to be specific. <laughs> How about you, Peter? What's your favorite? Uh... Oh, I think my favorite moment of all time is is the uh, 12 in the Bible bit. Oh, Okay. That is my favorite of all time. The time where we rank the 12 numbers? No, that's your favorite. Okay. My favorite is <laughs> you're talking about the significance of 12 with, oh gosh, 15.0? 15.0. And you gave, you gave him a trick question. 
Uh, I kind of like the, the times where we tried something and it failed completely. <laughs> oh, so you liked the uh, surround Chris, sound yeah. episode? The, the Chris Christensen? <laughs> I kind of like Pastor those. Chris Christian. <laughs> I'm throwing the animal skin. <laughs> <laughs> throwing the animal skin around? Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good impression. Yeah. I've, I've been working on it. You've almost got his voice. So yeah, like the surround. We did the sound. live show. Remember that? That was the cool. live show was amazing. That was awesome. That was amazing. I'm gonna have to start bringing more stuff for this. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Peter. There are times where where uh, I think a lot of times where Peter makes sure we keep going, and then when he's tired, I make sure we keep going. <laughs> yeah, we work together. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you know, it's like if we don't have anything on Saturday yet, we're like, like we gotta do something. You can't miss. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Then you said you've never missed a week, right? Never. Since you started. We've never we haven't missed one. It's the 200th episode because there have been 200 weeks exactly even through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Fantastic. When I was the Martian. And we've mm-hmm. kept it going with Berg and I both moving away. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. There are some where I did some by myself. We and uh, to compliment you, Vicar. Like when it has just been you and me, we I thought those were good episodes too. You've been oh, well, good, holding strong. Well, I hope so. So, all right, is that enough self indulgence <laughs> for the two hundredth yeah. episode? Two hundredth episode. I am. It's getting too sentimental. It's <laughs> like eating. Yeah. It's like it's like eating a bunch of sugar or something. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> drinking straight from the maple syrup. <laughs> yeah. Goes down so smooth. <laughs> Do you need right. maple syrup Lock out of a jar? On. Well, I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if if there's something that if you want to to thank us for our two hundredth episode by buying a t shirt, yeah. or going to Patreon, where can they find us, Vicar? Well, we can be emailed feedback at clericalerrors.org, and we can be found on Facebook by looking for Clerical Errors Podcast, and on Twitter, our handle is at clerical errors p. P for podcast, bro. At me. There you go. Do you know? Do you notice how like you start? And I blank out. Yes, because I'm so interesting. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's more about You're me. Gone. Don't worry about it. Give him a secret signal. Don't forget the part you said. He, he's you heard go. this at least two hundred times. So well, that's know, true. Hey, by the way, Peter, do you know if off the collar is still a thing? Did we at least that last? <laughs> I haven't oh. checked, but I do still own the website. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's just unbridled capitalism, right there. <laughs> let me see. Let me see if I can find. Late stage capitalism. That's the phrase nowadays. Late that one stage. Good for, yes, Berg can be mad about that maybe on another episode. Late stage capitalism. People it's are a pro communist. Yeah. Pro communist thing. Uh, yeah. All right. We should end this. Uh, hang on. Hang on. I'm, t- I'm going to tell you. I think it was mostly a Facebook thing. Yeah. Their most recent one was episode 47. Oh, that's a while. In April. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, but what year? <laughs> hey, Vicar, this is a complete visual, but here. Oh. <laughs> you dropped the mic. <laughs> right on. All right. We should probably wrap this up. All right. Thank you for listening. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Berg. This is Vicar. And may your 200th be spectacular. Extravaganza. Thank you for joining us. 
This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter, at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.